Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Yes, always good to clear your voice on air. <laughs> uh, well, welcome. Welcome all back to Remnant X Radio. How are you? We're going to have a uh, an interview here uh, with Rob Walters. He'll be calling you shortly. Rob Walter, I should say. I always want to put an S on that, and I, I shouldn't do that because um, there is no S there. So I, I really shouldn't do that. Uh, but he's going to be he's going to be calling in, and um, oh, it looks like he's there in queue. Uh, so I'll go ahead and bring him on air in a minute. But we're back, man. Remnant X Radio is back. Deal with it, evil doers. You are about to be handed beat down after beat down each weekend. By me, your humble host, uh, Jeremy Bowling. Now, before I bring Rob on, I just want to just say for a minute, Rob Walter, he is a uh, he is a crusader. He is a lawyer in two states. He is not just a radio host. He is an international radio host, and he is, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, probably the flagship show of Dark Sky Radio. So let's go ahead and bring Rob on. Uh, Rob, are you there, sir? I am, Jeremy. Good morning. Good morning, morning. I am so glad to have you here. I wasn't. Did you happen to hear any of my intro to you? I did not actually. I, okay. I well, I've heard about the last minute or so. I was actually just running up okay. a minute late, okay. so I apologize for that. Do I do I do I have it right, Rob? You are you are a lawyer in two states. You are a crusader. You are a international radio host. Would you agree with those statements? Well, that would be correct. Yes, yes, it would. You know, the yes. crusader part's probably in the eyes of of the beholder, mm-hmm. but um, I'm oh. I am definitely passionate about the things of God that impact uh, the quality of life for all of us, and dominantly from a spiritual standpoint. Because it always, whatever happens in the spiritual has economic and political consequences. Mm. I I agree completely, Rob. <clears throat> I I had a meeting with a guy um, uh, who does marketing for a couple of local churches, and there's some difference I would say in um, in probably like eschatology. You know, it was nothing that is a uh, you know a deal breaker as far as the essentials of the faith. And um, this guy is a, a big fan of Dark Sky Radio, and he's listening to the programs. And he's really uh, wants us to kind of come together with several of the radio personalities and, uh, and, and work our way into live venue where we would go to a church and take, you know, 15, 20 minutes to talk about whatever the Lord puts on our heart. But I thought what I would do before we launch into that, Rob, is I would do individual interviews with each of the prospective guests and then edit it into one ginormous uh, show, and you are the first one to kick off. What do you think about that, Rob? Okay. That sounds, that sounds great, and, and thanks for inviting me, Jeremy. It's an honor to be on your program, so it sounds like a good idea. Yeah. 
I'm so glad to have you. I really enjoy your show a lot. Uh, I listen to it all the time. A lot of times I find myself snickering uh, and agreeing and yelling uh, with you. Um, so tell me, uh, you know, you, you have this great view of the country, of politics, of the church. I just want to ask you, what's wrong with America? Oh, boy. Uh, how much time did you say we had? <laughs> we uh, have we have 26 there. minutes left. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I, I'm being a bit facetious. Um, you know, it really actually isn't as complicated as my uh, my response implied there that we have all these host of problems. The fact of the matter is, you only have a couple of problems, which really probably boil down to one. But it but they manif- it manifests itself in multiple ways. And so we tend to think that, well, we have this issue with, yeah, what, 63 million children kill, killed in the womb. We've got uh, this issue with uh, God, uh, that which he calls an abomination now has been uh, mandated by the Supreme Court. We look at all those things as problems, but they're really a manifestation of a problem. And whenever you have um, the word of God that is expunged, from any sort of environment, um, nature abhors a vacuum, and so does the spirit. And we know that from Scripture, that uh, the passage that deals with the house that's swept clean, and if something else doesn't come in, then the, the spirit that is uh, kicked out comes back with seven spirits uh, in addition, and the latter state is worse than the first. So if you consider what happened to Israel, To whom much is given, much is required. Israel had much given to it, much is required. It paid the consequences. We are a nation, um, I would say, almost as unique, almost, but we're clearly founded on biblical principles. Uh, Much has been given to us, much is uh, required. And when the word of God is eliminated or it's expunged or it's attacked in some fashion that no longer has influence, Something is going to fill that void. And uh, I think it kind of comes down, ultimately, it, it, it comes down to about three different areas, still coming back to the same uh, issue. And uh, do, you, do you want me to continue with this, or I, I don't want to cut you off if you have something you want to insert? No, no, no. no. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, will, I will flag you down if I want to insert something. You go right ahead, okay, boss. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I look at this, and I think, well, first of all, and not necessarily in this order. Like I said, I think they really, they are kind of tandem issues, but kind of with a common source. It's clearly the issue of education. Uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln said that the philosophy in the schoolhouse in one generation becomes a philosophy of the government in the next. And he, it was not just true, it was prophetic. And if you look at what was handed down in the 60s and the 70s and the changes that went on with the expulsion of prayer, Bible reading, and then you just go right on down the line, then you can see that those people who are being supposedly educated are now the ones in authority. Those are the ones that are judges and legislators. And uh, there has been this secularization uh, of our educational system, which has been intentional. It's been consistent. And I might add, it's been very successful. Because what it's really done is they, they have successfully separated us, separated America from its past, 
and that then gives them the ability to remake our future. They can recast our future if you can get rid of our past. Israel forgot their past, and they ended up your amazing passages reading things like Leviticus 18 and how far that nation sunk because it, it forgot its past. And we have been given no choices. People say public schools. They aren't, they aren't public, Jeremy. They're government schools. We know that. It's, they function on a Henry Ford uh, idea of, of marketing. You can have any color car you want as long as it's black. And, and <laughs> with that, you get stuck with what they want. Is there really freedom of Christianity in public schools? Of course not. Actually, everything else seems to have that. And so b- because we have parents have logically trusted their children to the schools, and the schools have been uh, really just simply won over to such strong secularism that there is really only one solution at this stage to start to turn things around, and that is the parents need to pull, in most cases, their children from public, uh, from the government schools. Got to get back to Deuteronomy 6 which says that, you know, the word of God before the children should be before them. And they're coming in and they're going out and they're sitting down and they're getting up. And, and we have set our kids up for failure. It's, it's easy to get upset at that schools are just doing not just bad things, but ridiculously stupid things. Uh, like what was it? Rutgers? Was it Rutgers University? I forgot what school it was that uh, came out the other day and contended that Donald Trump was in part responsible for weight gain among black women. And we hear this sort of nonsense that you see the reprobate mind seems to have no limitation. Um, but that's actually just number one. I'm going to be real brief with the next two. Uh, there's also a crisis in the pulpit. And there seems to be, uh, certainly not among all pastors by any means, I served as an interim pastor in California for a number of years, along with everything else that I do, and uh, I saw uh, what compromise there was in the pulpit, um, not by all of them, but by so many of them. I got to the point where I said, hey, you know what? If any of you guys call me a pastor, I'm going to sue you for slander because I, I hated seeing what had become of the pulpit where there was just a greater emphasis, I don't know, on their paycheck, their pension, their popularity, the, the, the extent to which they desired to be liked uh, liked by man more than approved by God. And I don't know if it's a fear of being disliked, but we see also in the churches that have not held the line on the word of God. You read the book of Jude, it talks about these men of old who have been ordained unto this destruction, but these are ones who crept in unnoticed, unaware into churches and turned the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ into lewdness. And so there is that crisis in the pulpit. But I can't say that it's totally separated from the educational crisis. And then finally, um, sadly, and this is where I may differ from some of my brethren, I think there's a Christian cowardice that sort of masquerades as what I would call, uh, what we call pietism, the idea that our faith should be separated from everything else. So if you're at the water cooler, you can't talk about Jesus. And if you're in church, you can't talk about work. Finding this separation among all of our aspects of our lives, which, of course, always gives us a ready excuse to not have an answer because the situation, the circumstances simply aren't appropriate. 
for us to defend the gospel. So there are those are kind of my three points, but they they play out in a whole different ways. They leak out into the media, into our judicial system, and all of that. So I um, I agree with all three of your points. I think that the Department of Education is unconstitutional and should be dismantled. Unfortunately, that the bureaucrats will never let that happen. I I, I think what we can do as people who are listening to this as individuals. I, you know, I can't control what Trump says or tweets. I can't control Nancy Pelosi. I tell you what, though, I can I can put a, a bug in the ear of Kristen Cinema or Andy Biggs, and and I I would love to see this this black the return of the black robe brigade here in Arizona where we could we could go and get somebody's attention when they decide to go sideways and do something that is not fitting within the Arizona ideology and put a lot of pressure on them. Um, my my son was homeschooled. We homeschooled my son. He is uh, a reporter for the Arizona Republic, and a lot of times people will say to him, will say to me, how can you be a Christian and a reporter? You know, like it's, it's mutually exclusive, and, and it's not. He takes his faith with him when he does this, and uh, and it's just been amazing to see when you when you follow the scriptures and you teach your children what they become, right? And uh, and I, I I completely agree with you, Rob, that the Department of Education is uh you know what we've 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 like we've yeah. lost an entire generation because we haven't been doing it. Nothing anymore. nothing in the Constitution authorizes the federal government to direct the education of children. Absolutely nothing. That has always been the province and the exclusive jurisdiction of the states. And the beauty of federalism is that when you let the states run in different directions, the state whose educational system is stinking can look at somebody, a state that's doing something well, and say, gosh, you know what? We could try this. We could do this. But instead, um, the, the goal of the federal government is to somehow magically someday arrive at uh, institutional mediocrity that's as high as he could get but it comes with a lot of a lot of baggage and you know you're mentioning your your son how can you be a christian and a reporter you know i get that how can you be a christian and a lawyer well they they, they tend to forget that charles finney was an attorney um uh apostle paul was a lawyer uh we're we're, mm. we're tougher to, i mean look what god had to do to get to, to save paul uh lawyers are a little mm. tougher but you know why the, probably your son has that challenge or gets that challenge is because the journalism schools don't teach journalism like they used to. The fact of the matter is most journalists today perceive their role, or increasingly so, as a bit of a propagandist, that they're an advocate for a certain position. That was never the role of journalism. That's the fourth tier. The, the paper was the fourth tier of government to hold everybody mm-hmm. accountable. And to have a Christian in that environment who actually adheres to the fundamental role of journalists uh, is kind of contrary to what journalist schools today teach ought ought to be the role of that mm-hmm. of that journalist. And you know whatever mm-hmm. he might write, Jeremy, or or comment on, I may throw this in. I talked what mentioned about the Christian cowardice. We are we are routinely attacked, whether it's hate night TV uh, with Kim Mullen, Colbert, or whoever it is, or others that would say, Jeremy, 
you know, judge not lest you be judged. You'll hear that from non-Christians as much as mm-hmm. then you also hear it from Christians who actually don't have the guts to speak out on things, who don't understand that actually there are many things we are supposed to judge. You know, it says we don't judge according to appearance, but Paul said, or the Holy Spirit, we're supposed to judge righteous judgment. We actually are supposed to judge activities and people's behavior. We do that as parents. We do that as teachers. Uh, I serve as a judge pro tem here. I have a substitute judge in Arizona. Do I judge people? Of course I do. But I'm not judging the thoughts and intents of their mind. I judge the the actions. And so when you and I and others will bring God's word into, a, into an environment, a discussion, people say, well, judge not, lest you be judged. We aren't. We're just bringing God's word into it. Uh, we're just... Jeremy, you're just the pizza delivery man. Uh, you're you're just coming with the pizza, and what's on it is what on it. If they don't like it, it's actually the word that is judging mm-hmm. them, not what we say. But we have lost that ability or desire or tenaciousness to be gutsy in the face of of what looks like an overwhelming onslaught of unfavorable opinion. And the fact of the matter is, you know, one man with God forms a majority. You know, let the, you know, let God be true and everybody else a liar. We don't really need a lot of support other than to know that we are on God's side on a particular issue, and then you just let the chips fall where they may. And we'll, I, and we'll um, find out just how many people actually really do agree with us and would line up behind right, us. Right. They just aren't ready to take the lead. And and I. I've kind of on this project, I've gone back and forth like uh, about it because I, I just wasn't sure. And this, this businessman said, oh, I know churches that will come behind this. You need to do it. And one of the things that I think is an important piece of this that I see as I look at the culture, I, you know, out, outside of radio, I have a traditional job that I work. And, um, and a lot of my coworkers are young guys. Uh, they're in their early 20s. And they end up, you know, asking me things about like, you know, how can I buy a house with no money down? How do I do my taxes? And, I, and I'm stepping in to become this uncle figure to them. And I don't mind that. It gives me an opportunity to speak into their lives. But when I look, when I look at the country as a whole, when I look at men as a whole, I see something very lacking. I see this uh, – and it doesn't have to be like mucho machismo, you know, where we're going to, you know – beat our wives and, you know, and raise all kinds of heck about things. But just this, this essence of being a man of working hard, you know, serving your family hard, standing up for what's right. I see that lacking a lot. I see, I see almost a feminization, almost like, uh, you know, like our men are being turned into shrine prostitutes by the culture and very effeminate. And, and that's, that's one of the big pieces why I came to you saying, uh, you have to do a show on this. You have to do a show about real men, and 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 you came up with the name with Real Man Radio. How are you? Are you? What are you kind of kind of taking that radio show? Like, how are you going to go lead us through this this idea? <laughs> well, hey, that's a you know it's a great idea. I started with a, I had to start with a title, and I felt like all right, if the title is right, then the other things will start to fall in, and the Real Men Radio uh, is is the right title for it and uh then then have come the music we've got the music now squared away 
that's the fact I skewed that up. And now I thought, well, okay, I got the music. Now what do I do for the 23 minutes in between the two songs? And, and you know, it's, it's daunting in a way, uh, Jeremy, from the standpoint that, um, and maybe I'm not different than other men who would like to do something like this, and that is that we feel somehow eminently unqualified for the task but so did Moses, so did others in Scripture felt unqualified because we know our own weaknesses. But God sees the end from the beginning, and we're all that work in process. And so what I'm looking to do in this, of course, is to uh, identify the role, the, some distinct roles of the man in biblically speaking. And if, it's, if it was true in the Bible, it would be true today. How does that play out in a modern-day culture? And, and encouragement. And the fact of the matter, um, I got to back up just a second. You know, a confirmation came to me just last night to move forward with this program. I'm not, haven't been praying about confirmations, but God's giving them to me. And that was, uh, I've been asked to do periodic teaching at a teen challenge uh, thing on the uh, weekend. And this is an answer to prayer. Young men to speak into their lives, men who've messed up, Men who got caught, and I didn't get caught, but before Jesus, we're all just as, you know, before the Lord, we're all just as guilty. Mm-hmm. But how do you become a man? And it is, we don't necessarily start out that way. You know, we, one of the programs is going to be about Jacob. You know, he certainly wasn't mm-hmm. any man by a man's definition, but he wasn't any man from the standpoint that he was kind of taking the weaselly way out on a lot of things until. Mm-hmm the night he had a wrestling match with an angel in the desert. And that was when he was changed from Jacob to Israel. And there are events which God will bring our way to bring us across that path. And and we grow up into what he has seen us to be. And the fact of the matter is, if there's anything as politically incorrect as my, as Red Sky Radio, it's going to be real men radio. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, this this is a thing. There are men who are waiting to hear. They they've got this yearning in their heart, but they've been beaten down by by society and the media and the educational institutions. And and I will just throw this in. I certainly can't relate the person's name because he's a client of mine, but he now has a mm-hmm. camp in in Montana that in part is designed to defeminize young boys. Now, who really? would have ever thought we would need to get oh. to that? But that's where we are. It, now, this guy, the, I can't even tell you that he's a Christian. I don't even know for a fact that he knows the Lord. I, I'm just not sure. But even he, from a just secular perspective, if you will, of observation, no, wait a second. You know, we have, we are emasculating a generation of young boys and men. Mm-hmm. Social, social, sociologically, you know, and in and, and every other way that um, and, and when that happens and the man buys that lie, then the man can't lead like he's supposed to lead. And what we have is a real dearth in this country of strong male leadership. Donald yeah, Trump, I, kind of I fit, agree. Interesting. Donald Trump kind of jumps into that category. We are so starved for strong male leadership. There's people, Christian, <laughs> non-Christian, said, hey, you know what? Uh, this guy, maybe he does some things wrong, but there's more right than there is wrong. Let's roll with him. And that's, that's how yeah, hungry and, we are. 
Yeah, absolutely. I agree, Rob. I think that this is, um, you know, when I just look at the, the, the happenings of my life and what you're sharing here and the happenings of your life, the confirmations, uh, I just really feel like this is the, the provident hand of God uh, doing something. And uh, and I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm excited uh, to do this. Uh, there's, uh, there's a church in Phoenix uh, that is interested in working with us. And I'm trying to iron some things out. And then there's a church in Arizona City, and I'm not even sure where that's at. Um, that is, uh, I don't know either. In, in don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I was like Arizona City. I've been here a long time. Never heard of Arizona City. I, um, I, I got to tell you too. Not only is this a great story or great message for today in America, but but most of our listeners, most of our viewers. When you break out the demographic, you're right at 18 to 35. You have this big group of 90% of people who listen are of that age group, and they're men. And I think that this is going to just be a great opportunity for for people to look inward and ponder. I, I think, you know, masculinity is something that is inherent, that it, it's like eternity on the heart. God designed it that way, and it's not going to take very much to, to stir people uh, you know, to stir men to be masculine, if that makes any sense. I I, I just couldn't agree more, uh, Jeremy. And, you know, I thank the Lord that uh, he planted that in your heart. It certainly matches with a, a vision and a burden that I've had. Uh, that's why I've enjoyed ministering in prisons, why I will a teen challenge, which I know is no longer exclusively male, but nonetheless, it predominantly is. It's mostly men who get into trouble. Mm-hmm. Let's just, let's just face it. Uh, and, mm-hmm to be able to speak in those into those lives is is really really critical and um you know god has made us this way and i and i've got to i got to say that if the program if if the program doesn't live up to what i'm hoping it would be well i you know i'll just i don't know what i what i will have done wrong but if the mm-hmm. program is successful i think it will at least be in part because there's going to be a fair number of women that want to hear mm. what a man should be. Because the women, mm. there are a num- not all by any means, maybe, I don't know the numbers, but there are a lot of men, women who really want men to be men. They really do. Right. They're just kind of outnumbered and brutally beat down and don't dare to speak up in colleges and universities. Um, but that needs, that needs to change. And yeah. God's never done anything through a majority of people. He's always used minorities, so it doesn't take the world to be mostly, you know, most of the guys to be strong men. It just takes a a critical mass of men to be men to change things. Hmm. When are you going to Las Vegas to speak? Do you know what? Uh, I actually just came back. I spoke last Sunday. Oh, you just came back. Uh, and last, last Sunday. I did. Uh, yeah, last Sunday at uh, the Holy Tabernacle Worship Center. Uh, in Las mm-hmm. Vegas this is my third time. I love those people. It's kind of become my church home away from home. And um, mm-hmm. that's always a blessing. So, um, and I, I don't have any scheduled plan to return, not to that church, unless some other church would invite me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I actually go to that church once a year, and that's typically in October. So that was last week. How was it? Good time? Uh, it was great. I I just... I just, I, I love preaching up there. Um, mm. I actually like it when most, I don't know most of the people. 
mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm freed up to say and do things I wouldn't otherwise say and do. I don't abuse my privilege. But there's a bit of that, you know, the prophet is not without honor except in his own country. And sometimes you are received better. It shouldn't be this way, but you are received differently when you've come a long ways to minister to somebody. They just, they they know you've paid a bit of a price to get there, and there's a little greater turnout, a little more interest in it. And um, um, but that that particular church, uh, it's predominantly a predominantly black church, uh, which makes absolutely no difference to me. Of course, I'm I'm thrilled to be able to share some things and. And I, I told I told the pastor I said I'm just thrilled that you'd have a white guy in here, um, <laughs> and I say that jokingly to him. Right. But right. the fact of the matter is, you know, there's some. It's if there. And I told him I said, you know what, I'm not so concerned with diversity. I really couldn't care less about diversity, but I am very concerned about unity in the spirit, and then and the unity in the mm-hmm. spirit is far greater than the diversity in the natural. And uh, I, I love that when there's a multitude of different ethnicities, but they come together and we worship the same God. That is a, I think it's just a little, a little slice of heaven. That's kind of the way I see it. Well, Rob, we are about out of time. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and joining me here. And um, I, I will, as soon as I get the logo back from the artist for Real Men Radio, I'll send it to you to take a look at. And I'll send you a copy of this program, too, so you can take a listen to. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Rob. And um, let people know where they can check out your website. All right. Yeah, uh, RedSkyRadio.net. RedSkyRadio.net, pretty easy. Then if they can't remember that, they just got to remember DarkSkyRadio.com, I guess. Yes, and, uh, that's link, true. link to the program and the podcast through there. So that should do it. Very good. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Hey, Jeremy, thank you so much for having me on. Pleasure and an honor. Talk to you later. Well, that was uh, Rob Walter, What's Wrong with America? Can we fix it? Stay tuned, man. We're going to have a whole lot of things going on with this, and I think you will be continually blessed and encouraged by it. I will talk to you later. Remnant X Radio is back in the ear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll catch you later. Peace and much love. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.